Hello, everybody. This is my Seattle mixtape, the podcast where we talk about albums from the 80s and 90s from the Seattle scene. We pick a song from one of those albums and put it on our own Seattle mixtape. I'm Zachary Johnston. I'm David Gordon. And we have made it to the finale, everybody. This, this is it. This is it. This is track listing episode last. Episode the last. <laughs> the last, yes. And so we're just going to jump right to it and sort of figure out what tracks are going to go where on our mixtape because that's probably one of the more important aspects of a great mixtape is what songs go where besides what songs are actually on there. Yeah, and we've had months and months to think about this and we've done all the math and we've been adding <laughs> up track times, dividing them by two. <laughs> carrying the one. Carrying the one. All that kind of thing. I have a suggested running order. And I think we should start there. Okay. I thought we could ease in slowly, gradually, and start with Wake Up. Interesting. And then punched in the face right after that by Rusty Cage. And I listened to it, and they actually work well, keeping it rolling with, of course, Wake Up by Mad Season, Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. Then I'm saying track three is Shadow of the Season by The Screaming Trees. So we're keeping the tempo up for a little bit, following on from Rusty Cage. Then I've got uh, If I Think by Mudhoney. And we've already kind of said to people, oh, we're doing grunge. And now we're slightly doing some of the stuff that you haven't quite heard before. And then we're going to hit you with some hits. Heart Shape Box, track five, Zombie, Cranberries, track six, Man in the Box, Alice in Chains, track seven. And then close off that side one with Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns by Mother Lovebone. Hmm. And then... I wonder, I wonder. Track two (laughs) with Nutshell starting off, which works as a nice little starter as it's the first song on the Alice in Chains uh, Unplugged. Immortality from Pearl Jam following that, which stays in a similar vein. They have a similar tempo. And the kind of the, the fade outs of those work quite well together. And then just throw the cat amongst the pigeons with <laughs> Jinx by Tad and run from there into Kick Out the Jams by the Presence of the United <laughs> States of America. So we're keeping it kind of punky in the middle section. Go from there to Heart Factory by Sleater Kinney and go from there to Asking For It by Hole. And then now that we've got whole, let's go to Nirvana's Come As You Are. And you're like, oh, we're back in the hits again. So we've had our little kind of punky segue. Black, I could find anywhere else to put black except after Come As You Are. It doesn't quite work for me, but I struggled with finding somewhere for black to go. And then sludgy, doomy outro with Fourth of July by Soundgarden. I like that outro. Yeah, that's a that's a solid last song. And so what's interesting about this is that, dear listener, this actually leaves us with about 15 minutes of space to play with on side two. And so our plan was we were going to have uh, seven or eight minutes of silence and then a secret song. Yes, bonus um, track, if you will. A bonus track. And we're going to rescue something that we argued off earlier <laughs> on in the season. The also-rans, as it were. Yeah, one of the also-rans, but maybe, it, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just... Uh, yeah. Maybe something that we just overlooked that we need. Yeah, or just one of the songs from one of these albums that we just love so much that we feel has to go on right, the tape right. as well. I do want to uh, look at the track list sure, a little more yeah. first. I like the structure. I think it's right on. I just wonder if we could switch around, because it feels like, for me, uh, the two Nirvana songs are backwards. Okay. I kind of feel uh, Come As You Are goes a bit better on the first side as opposed to Heart Shape Box. Okay. Um 
and I kind of feel like Jinx needs to be next to Nirvana. Do you think so? Yeah, because it's so analog. You know, it's when you listen to Tad, I've been listening again, and it's like, they're such a close fucking band. Like, I really get why they toured together so much. Yeah, yeah. You could swap out, like, the two, right? Because Heart Shape Box and Zombie actually really both right. go well together. Yeah. Uh, and they're a very similar Agreed. time point. So you could, for example, if we were to leave most of the structure the same as side one, you could slot out Heart Shape Box and Zombie, right? Right. And slot them in to somewhere on side two. We can come back to that. And then coming after Mudhoney, you could put Come As You Are. Yeah. And instead of Zombie, put Tad. And then it goes from Tad to Man in the Box. And that sonically works well for me. Yeah, it makes sense to me hmm. completely. Okay, that's interesting. So I'm going to just scribble that in here. We're working with pen and paper here, folks. <laughs> We've gone old, old school. Yeah, well, you know, there was no Gmail. Back and uh, what song, the you then uh, you have Chloe Dancer, and so that's the end of side one. Yeah. So what does that give us on side one then? Give us, give so if we were down. to do that, you'd have Wake Up, Rusty Cage, Shadow of the Season, If I Think, Mudhoney, Come As You Are, Jinx, Man in the Box, Chloe Dancer. That's going to be around 42-ish, 43-ish minutes. I had worked out the time okay. uh, for the previous ones and the songs we swapped out are a similar length. So it's like, it would be too tight to maybe squeeze something else in. So then I like the idea of uh, of starting with Nutshell. I think that works yeah. as a start to side two. Yeah. But what would you say? See, I feel like that's such a swan song as well. I like. I, I know it's the you know the opening of, of the Unplugged, but... For that band, mm. it feels like that was the end, so to speak. And I have this sort of fight going on in my head, like what's the best song to end this uh, mixtape on? Yeah. And for me, it's I love the idea of Fourth of July. I hadn't even uh, put that in there. But uh, for me, it was like Black or Nutshell. Because hmm. I feel Black has that big, like triumphant sort yeah. of heartbreaking moment to it. Yeah. That just, just ends on such a high, and then, that's so a low. You Black know? is in this like second last position. Then. Right. And I think that works for that. And then if you go into the doom of oh, 4th of July. July. Yeah. And, and then we're giving like Chris, who's also like really dear to our hearts, giving him the last song. Yeah, absolutely. In this track listing. That's a perfect point. Yeah. I you think know? you're absolutely right Like there. Nutshell totally works as an opener. Because of how yeah. it gradually comes in. Yeah, and and just, you can hear the applause building as the various members of Alice in Chains take their seats. It's also sort of a beautiful thing to end with uh, with Andy and Mother Love Bone and come right back to Alice, yeah. whom they, exactly. are, they you know, were best, best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I think that, yeah, that definitely works, especially when you're thinking about flipping the tape over. So, but on this side, then we've yeah. put in um So then it goes from nutshell to immortality, let's say. I think the two of those work together. Ooh, we have two Pearl Jam on one side then, don't we? That's so Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, they're also very different Pearl Jams. Oh, very. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's hard not to get two of something on one side and, and then it becomes... Yeah, fair enough. Like if you're trying to break them down by kind of tone and watch jails together, at some point you're going to have you know, two Lane Staley tunes or two Chris Cornell tunes. Right, right. So then we get into this thing. So we've swapped out Tad. So now we have Space Far. Oh, that could be kind of funny. So we took out Jinx was going to go next. And so we could put in there, could you go from Immortality to Kick Out the Jams? Or is that just crazy? I mean, Kick Out the Jams is a palate cleanser. Yeah, it and is. And so you have, <laughs> well, that's just it. Like Nutshell and Immortality are kind of somber songs. Yeah, they And so are. Kick Out the Jams could be our nice left turn into, okay, what's next? What else we got? 
But we have something like that we took out from side one, Heart Shaped Box or Zombie. Right. And because both of those songs are so good, they yeah. also work as palate cleansers. Right. And they're know? also big, big songs. Yeah. I do feel like, though, we don't want Kick Out the Jams, like, fucking up our crescendo. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what comes after Kick Out the Jams? I have here, so, like, we have a gap here. So right. between Immortality and there's maybe a gap. Kick Out the Jams and then goes into Heart Factory asking for it. And I wanted to do this kind of more smaller, tighter band punkier yeah. piece in the middle as a counterweight to side one, which had maybe some of the bigger hits in the middle. I would almost just move that set of three up one to under sure. immortality, then put in heart shape, Bob Zondi and black, because that's almost like a, th- a nice trio as well. Okay. And so you so have what these are we two saying? sets of trios. So we'll go immortality to kick out the jams, yeah. heart factory asking for it, then heart shape box. Zombie. Yeah. Asking black. for it, heart shape box is really cool. Yeah. Zombie. And then black, Fourth of July. I like that. Yes. I think that works, right? That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that is a crescendo as well. Yeah. Like you have, yeah, you have Courtney and Hole with Ask For It and that sort of, that echo of Kurt in there, of the song, if you know the history, and then boom, right into Heart Shape Box. I, I, I was listening to all of these to see what they work. I, right, right. And that's nice. Like Heart Factory is refreshing when that comes on. You're yeah. like, oh, I'd forgotten about this. It's yeah. a very different feel to what we're doing. Yeah, but it works with yeah. where it's placed, no, I feel totally. like. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's just go through the final list then. So we, right. we got it down. Side one, track one, Wake Up by Mad Season. Track two, Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. Track three, Shadow of the Season by Screaming Trees. Track four, If I Think by Mudhoney. Track five, Come As You Are by Nirvana. Track six, Jinx by Tad. Track 7, Man in the Box by Alice in Chains. Track 8, Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns by Mother Lovebone. And that's the close of side 1. Side 2, opening with Nutshell by Alice in Chains from Unplugged. Going to then Immortality by Pearl Jam. Then Kick Out the Jams by The Presidents of the USA. Heart Factory by Slater Kinney. Asking For It by Hole. Then Heart Shape Box by Nirvana. Then Zombie by The Cranberries, Black by Pearl Jam, Fourth of July by Soundgarden. That's solid right there. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's a great mixtape. Cool. So, settled. Let's look at the all surrounds. I'm just going to run down the list of yep. the B-sides. So, episode one, the B-side was Sea of Sorrow. Great song. Uh, episode two, Long Gone Day. Let's just leave it there. Let's go Long Gone Day. <laughs> oh, I think not. Um, corduroy. Yeah. Was what you're peeved about. Song. But I actually lost out with Nothing Man. I was just peeved that we didn't get around to talking about Corduroy. Yeah, right. Like, right. it's a crazy Pearl Jam song to not have had time to mention. <laughs> okay, sure, David. Um, for some bizarre reason, I picked Francis Farmer will have her day off of a utero. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because we both kind of like rediscovered that song when we listened to yeah. it that night. And you were just kind of recency bias swayed by like, oh, that's a good tune. Well, it's just like every tune on a neutral is good. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but Penny Royalty didn't get its due either. Yeah. Um, next there was Mudride uh, on episode five. Episode six was Battle of Evermore. Was um, discontinued uh, by Mark Yarm and I. <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm still bitter about that. Yeah. Well, hey, you got the opening. 
of this uh, episode. Did I insisted? Yeah. Um, but Wood from Owls and Chains and Everybody Loves Our Town from Mud Honey were the uh, other mm. two. Both again crazily solid songs. Um, Room Eight Thousand Years Wide, Episode Seven. Yeah, saxophone. Uh, down in a hole, episode eight, which is I mean, amazing. We went down in the hole, unplugged. <laughs> unplugged, to specify, yes. Yeah. Unplugged, yes. Buyer Candy from Sleater Kenny. Episode ten was more or less screaming trees. Yeah. Episode eleven, we both just decided on black. I don't. We right. didn't really argue. We I mean, talked about porch a little bit, but you talked about porch, and I talked about garden, and we thankfully talked each other out of it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean that's so. Don't worry about that. Episode twelve, naked and famous. <laughs> From uh, Presidents of the United States, which is a good song. Uh, episode 13, Fell on Black Days and Black Hole yeah, Sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, can we just Swore. put both of them on? Yeah, all of those on. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, episode 14 was uh, Olympia and Credit in the Straight World mm-hmm. from home. Episode 15 was In Bloom and Something in the Way, which are both- I still want something in the way on it. I on still it. want In Bloom. Yeah. And uh, episode 16 was 3D Witch Hunt. Right. Which, again, I was listening to that on the way over here, and my God, that's such a perfect pairing with a Nirvana song. Yeah. So, basically, dear listeners, what we're going to do now is Dave and I are each going to pick two songs. Yeah. We're going to listen to them and argue about them and figure out which one's going to be the hidden bonus track on my Seattle mixtape. And I will tip my hat and let David choose first. Oh, yikes. I have no idea. Long Gone Day. That wasn't our first episode. It was maybe our second episode. Episode two. Episode two, yeah. Way, 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 way back in time. Well, yeah, like nearly a year ago when yeah. we recorded that. Man, I love Long Gone Day. And it's going to put some more Lanigan on it. And more saxophone. And more saxophone, yes. <laughs> this would be perfect to redress uh, the saxophone injustice. I don't know if it's so much an injustice no, or injustice, a, trust a, me. a protection <laughs> To the good people of the you world. You have a bias. Let's be real. <laughs> have you like undemocratically argued against every song that had saxophone on it? I think I've used the democratic system <laughs> to correctly find the right. path forward where uh, everyone's happy. <laughs> tell it to the judge. Uh, let's listen to Long Gone Day. Okay, David, why should this be our hidden bonus track? Because it's so wacky. It's like hidden bonus tracks have a history of being wacky, and this is perfect. But it's also so good. It's such great vocal performances from Lanigan and from Staley. And it's like some of Staley's best lyrics as well. Yeah, wacky is a good way to put it. I I feel like this is what happens when everyone's too high in the band because there's just so much crazy shit going on from the there, calypso steel drums. There is, but and they the, managed to make it work. Yeah, okay, it works. Yes, I do like the song and the the drop with Lanigan's intro and then Lane just coming in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it worked. To me, this is the song that makes this super band like worth doing. Like as much as I love wake up and artificial red and river of deceit 
like they could have done those maybe in, in their individual bands, whereas this Fair enough. crazy mishmash like makes the whole mad season experiment worthwhile. Yeah. And it's also like, wow, what else could have been? Yeah. I mean, you do get a lot of this sort of wackiness, if you will, with Lanigan throughout his sure. discography. So yeah, I, I understand that. It's just, it's a long song too, though. I yeah, mean, but we have 15 minutes to play with. Yeah, but we could let people, you know, have 12 minutes of silence and have a three-minute song. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could, but... Because for me, like, I mean, the song I'm going to argue for first, when I think of, like, a hidden bonus track, I like short and sweet and sort of unexpected as well, of course, but not something that's overwrought and epic like Long Gone Day. I don't think this is overwrought. I think it's sufficiently wrought. (laughs) Okay. My one critique is they could have used one less set of drums. Yeah. Cameron would have been enough. I, I know. That's perfect. Go I, on. What do you got? Go I on. love the song too, damn it. It's just. It doesn't sound like you do, Zach. It doesn't <laughs> sound like you do. All right. I'm going to first argue for Buyer Candy from Slater Kinney because it's a short, sweet song and it's a perfect sort of button of a song for okay. a mixtape. See, if that came on, I would be really like, oh, right on. Morris Slater Kinney. Nice. Like, Morris Slater Kinney on a <laughs> Seattle mixtape, but they're from Olympia. And where's Janet Weiss on this song? <laughs> Fine. My Olympia yeah. mixtape. We're back to that one. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a great tune. And I like right. your idea of the short and snappy. I just think um, we're slightly betraying the, the brief we set ourselves at the start then, you know? And Which I was think- what again? Remind me. Remind me. <laughs> Uh, hello everybody, this is My Seattle Mixtape, the podcast where we go through the 80s and 90s of Seattle. We pick an album, we talk about that album, we pick a song from that album from Seattle, the operative <laughs> word being Seattle. That. Yeah, I mean, sort of, well, you know, Nirvana was from Aberdeen, so. Yeah, but when somebody says Seattle, name a band, most of the 7 billion people in the world will go up, oh, Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. Oh, true, true. Yeah, the reason I chose this because I do like the idea of it being, the hidden track being a button. That's not something that needs to be too much. For me, I'm on, I'm like, I have these two things. Either it needs to be a fucking anthem, hmm. big, brilliant song, or it needs to be a nice little button callback song. I don't know why I keep calling this fucking song a button. I'm sorry, Slater Kenny. Um, but, <laughs> but, and I feel like that's a great band to call back to as well. Um, Cause I, I love this band, love the album and it's one of my favorite songs off the album as well. And it was the song I fought for to begin with. Yeah. But I mean, you were misguided, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you mentioned an anthem being the thing because then that really makes it easy for Black Hole Sun to be the other one that I recommend. Shall Let's we listen? Have a listen. Hang my head, drown my fear, till you all just disappear. Black Hole Sun, won't you come? Wash away the rain.
Okay, David, that's like a very good choice. Right? <laughs> One of my favorite things about that is when he's sort of like, uh, he's doing the come and in the background he's singing, won't you come, won't you come. He does so Black many good sun. vocal things on this and like there's so many layers to yeah. the vocal performance. Like they must have run through so many takes. It's great. Like he, he builds up like such a, like a like layer upon layer of just Chris Cornell's vocals. Yes. Uh, it's very cool. My reason for not having this as the hidden track, even though I think it would be amazing if it was, is that we already gave Chris his swan song with 4th of July at the end of the uh, mixtape. It's and not that... about swan songs, though. Let's not make that the whole modus operandi okay, of the it, tape. We, we gave Chris the last track already. We did. And so, I mean, we gave Soundgarden the last track, obviously. But um, that's why my pick is another sort of anthem in bloom, which is a great fucking Nirvana song that I feel like... <laughs> It could come, you know, it's going to come on and people are going to be like, fuck yeah, just like Black Hole Sun. Let's listen to In Bloom. how much I like that sort of wah-wah little guitar solo yeah. that comes out of nowhere. I really dig this song, man. That was evident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you dig it more than Black Hole Sun? I'm so torn about that, man, because I mean, Black Hole Sun is one of the great rock songs of all time. Dave Grohl said it's the perfect marrying of Black Sabbath and the Beatles. Did Dave Grohl say that? Yeah. Dave Grohl, who uh, was in Nirvana, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Who was drumming on In Bloom uh, amazingly. The drumming is pretty good. I don't know. I think you, like, it's not going to be Sleater Kenny. Fair enough. Uh, it's not going to be Long Gone Day. It's not going to be Long Gone Day. Yeah. I'm okay with In Bloom, I have to say. Like, if you really, like, love it that much. I did feel that we didn't give Nevermind its Jews. That should have been, like, a double episode. Right, You know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm okay utterly with, like, In Bloom being, Zach, I just can't fight no more. Well, also, my, my, my last little bit that will maybe uh, <laughs> seal the deal is it's fucking Nirvana, man. And there is yeah. there is nobody more important to the scene than Nirvana. I don't care about all the detractors and the naysayers and blah, blah, blah. It was them who blew up the scene. Yeah. It was Nirvana that everyone still fucking wears T-shirts for, even if they don't like music. Sure. You know, I mean, it sort of almost feels like there's a great bit of irony as well that we would put this song last in honor of them, but it's also the song where they're hating on everybody who listens to music. Yeah. So... I can live with that. Yeah? Does that yeah, feel good to you? Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, we've already got 4th of July and I'll just make another mixtape that's just Black Hole Sun. On, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> 90 minutes of Black Hole Sun. <laughs> and then there'll be a hidden track 20 minutes out. That's Black Hole Sun again. That'll be Room a Thousand Years Wide. <laughs> okay. There's other tunes that like I still feel that like, for example, Silver Chair and Curb Dog should be somewhere on the tape, but we just didn't have room right. for everybody. 
and in volume two, I'll probably bring them up again, you know? Um, <laughs> oh, will you? I probably will. Well, I also feel like there were sort of songs that we didn't even get to hear, like, you know, Hunger Strike, for instance. Yeah, or well, we didn't do Temple of the Dog. Right. right. And it's sort of, you know, I mean, that's before we even get into, like, Bleach and Incesticide and Verses and, 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 and. I mean, we picked a weird song off 10, like, there's no sign of Jeremy, there's no sign of Alive, there's no sign of Even Flow. Yeah, but Black is still one of their most iconic songs. Sure, but then. I yeah, think we picked a, a more odd song off of Vitalogy than off of 10. Oh, I think that's the best song on Vitalogy. I think that's, I'm not, not today, as yeah. I was listening to it, I think it's their best song, actually. Yeah, but I mean, what they tour with now, I mean, like Daughter and Better Man. And, sure. And those songs are more, had longer legs, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, guess I don't so. follow Pearl Jam close enough to make that. Oh. Yes, I listen to Pearl Jam practically every day, but it's not like I'm... But it's just the live version of Black. Yeah, over and over again. <laughs> the one the one with uh, Mike McCready doing like a seven-minute solo in Miami. <laughs> this is, so the, here's the other thing, right? So I think, let's just say that Secret Song is in bloom. We okay. settled with that? Yeah. So we had this idea that we would like give a My Seattle Mixtape MVP award to somebody, right? Right. Uh, and we're borrowing some sporting terminology there. So we mean most valued player. <laughs> For those of you who are not so sports literate, was there was ever an oxymoron. So I like we talked about maybe Mike McCready, you know, getting the My Seattle Mixtape MVP award season one. Right, yeah, uh, because yeah, he comes through Mad Season, yeah. Pearl Jam. But we also talked about Matt Cameron. Matt Cameron. Who is probably the Seattle scene MVP overall anyway. He's up there. I, I mean, mean, Lanigan turns up everywhere here, there, well. and everywhere. But Cameron was the backbone and also like one of the lead songwriters of Soundgarden and has been the drummer in Pearl Jam for for decades now, yeah. it seems. Yeah, and I mean, it's Matt Cameron. I mean, I can't, like, I want to make a documentary about Matt Cameron <laughs> right. of just, like, following his insane, amazing life because, I mean, who wouldn't want to watch that? But then also Jack and Dino, right? I know, One of yeah. the early pioneers behind the switches uh, producing yeah. so many of the albums that we've done. And you pulled him in in the uh, outside tracks. I mean, yeah, he, he, he I think he probably in- turns up the most out of... Out of anybody. Maybe Butch Vig a little bit more. But of what we've done. Right. We only had Butch Vig, strictly speaking, twice. True, true. Whereas Endino... Yes, but they're both so important. That's what's sort of interesting to me about Vig is that whole Midwestern yeah. thing that was a huge part of the People Seattle sound. But immigrating was, from one part of the States and right. bringing their stuff to Seattle. Because you think like Babes in, Babes in Toyland was from, you know, Minneapolis. The Gits were technically from fucking Ohio. Yeah. You know, obviously, but big was, you know, in Wisconsin. And um, so there's a big Midwest Seattle connection. Yeah. And so, I don't know, man. It's sort of, but then... I don't know, maybe Dave Grohl's the MVP for making Nirvana so great. Yeah. Because <laughs> who would Nirvana be without that drumming? They would still be Nirvana. Bleach is still a pretty solid fucking record. Yes, that is that is true. You know, but, like, Grohl is great. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. awesome. But what about Nirvana would still be Nirvana. Because I was thinking, like we said, Mike McCready, what about Lane? I mean, above Alice. I mean, we have him... I know. I mean, I, I give him like a personal MVP, just okay. just personal for me. fist bump. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm, I like I'm, I'm happy to go with Cameron. Yeah, I, I think Matt that's Cameron. like because we talked about him as well so much of uh, every episode. Yeah, <laughs> he came up every episode in some he way. Probably did. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, my saddle mixtape volume one MVP award goes to Matt Cameron. 
Matt, your check is in the post. <laughs> and a mixtape. Your mixtape is in the post. <laughs> post. Yes. So everybody, that is the end of season one of my Seattle mixtape. We officially have a mixtape. Yeah. And so I would like to say thank you for listening and we'll see you in season two. Your voice wound up at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wondering it's if a, Dave's going to just like <laughs> run away from me forever. It's a little bit of a valley girl. <laughs> we'll see you in season two. We'll be back. I think Max Cavalera said it best when he said, under a pale gray sky, we shall rise again. We shall. It's been great, man. I've had a fucking amazing time doing this. Yeah, so. It was lots of fun. Yeah. I'd like to thank Adrian for being a uh, champion and really putting this whole thing together oh, for he's us. He's the real MVP. Yeah, by far. We could not have done it without him. For those of you in listener land, Adrian just picked up a plastic trumpet to hand and blew it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not a saxophone. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, my Saddle Mixtape is edited by Adrian Shepard. Uh, we'll be back sometime in the distant future. Thanks everyone for listening. We've had a great time. We're out of here. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.